This is the Brighter Web Podcast, insights on growing a small business using the latest technology and marketing best practices. I'm your host, Robert Carnes, joined by my co-host, Mickey Mellon. Hey, good to be here, Robert. Looking forward to digging into this one. We're both pretty big writers. You write more books, I write more blogs, but we like to write a lot, And but why do we do that? So let's unpack that a little bit, I think. That's a great question and an exciting conversation to have. So let's just dive right in. Why is writing important for marketing? That's a great question. I think it's one of the most underrated skills when it comes to marketing and communications in general because marketers have to communicate. They have to communicate persuasively and writing forces you to do that. It forces you to think about who your audience is and think about what your core message needs to be and make it something that's compelling. A lot of marketing, especially digital marketing, is driven around content, blogs and videos and all those type of things. And at its core, I think most every piece of marketing content has to be written. Even if it's a video, there's some component of writing at its core. And so really focusing on better writing helps you communicate that content better. And writing is just so widely applicable. There's so many different places to use writing within marketing. And so it just, when you, it's one of those key skills that if you're able to elevate how you do writing, it's gonna just raise up all the different elements of your marketing. That's a good point. I mean, even when you're watching a video, like you said, you can tell when a video has been written and thought through versus when someone's just winging a video and there's a big difference. Yes, absolutely. So what are some examples of places where marketers write? You mentioned a few of them already, but what are some other places people may not think of yeah. as needing writing behind? It's it's like almost endless list, like nearly everything you can think of, but off the top of my head, like website copy, blog posts, the content for that, and the headlines for for blogs, email copy, like just writing a good communication uh, via email is is writing at its core, writing a social media post, creating an ebook or a white paper. If you're writing a speech or giving a presentation uh, to an audience, uh, that has writing at its core, uh, writing ad copy, and then as we mentioned before, like writing a script for a video. All of those things and so much more, there is a, a big writing component to each of those different pieces of, of marketing content. Yeah, and I think one you almost glazed over a little bit. You mentioned website copy and then blog post headlines, but I think like website headlines are one that people miss. They'll think, I have to write all the content for this page. Oh, well, let me stick a headline at the top. Whereas really the headline is probably the trickiest piece to write because you want it to be short, concise, and clear, and that takes some thinking to, to make it happen. But if you don't have a good headline, the rest of your content won't get read, so. That's, that's true, and it, the same thing goes for emails and email subject lines. Yeah, like for sure. The subject line is what hooks people and what gets them to open. So you could write a fantastic email and a nah, average subject line, and it's gonna miss people. Yeah, yeah, people look at open rates for emails, and almost all the open rate comes from the subject line. So it's a big piece to write for sure. True. So what advice would you have for marketers to improve their writing? So this is gonna be the, the majority of this episode of the <laughs> podcast. We've got kind of a lot of different kind of steps to go through here, but really beginning with the basics, just understanding the, the basics of grammar and formatting and all that kind of stuff, using active voice and not passive voice, learning how to be clear and concise with your writing, um, avoiding things like too many adjectives, too much flowery language, and too much jargon insider words. Yep. Um, and then just being compelling, not being boring, like actually <laughs> writing something that's worth reading. Just beginning with those basic concepts and growing from there is, is one of the first places to start. Yep, so that, that's where you start, but even that I think is, Starting is one thing, but what am I writing? How do I write? How can I become a better writer to even start doing some of these pieces, to be concise and clear? How do I learn these skills? It is a skill. It's something that's developed over time, like a, a sport, like 
athletes practice. Well, writers have to practice as well. So writing on a daily basis, obviously, as we've talked about in a previous podcast episode, you blog daily. Mm -hmm. And part of that is to build up your writing uh, ability, build up your writing skill. So doing it on a regular basis, realize when you're writing, anytime you sit down to write an email or compose a, a message of any kind, think about yourself as a writer and do it intentionally. And that intentional practice will get better over time. Focus on lessons that you can learn from each piece so that that way you're not writing the same thing over and over and again, you're actually getting better and you're improving over time with your quality. And then even just writing for fun, right? So much of what we do with, with marketing is professional, but if you're writing personally, again, like you do with your blog and like I do with blogging and with books, it's, it's fun, it's enjoyable. And if you actually make your writing practice something you look forward to, you're gonna do it a whole lot more often compared to something that you dread or something that you have to do. Yeah, yeah, I like the sports metaphor. It's one I actually was talking about with someone on Twitter just a few days ago about getting more reps. A good basketball player just takes more shots. Good shots, bad shots, just taking shots and the same kind of thing here. My blog posts, I think some are pretty good and I'm sure some are pretty bad, but it's just getting them out there and thinking through ideas and honing my skills and increasing vocabulary and just just doing it over and over and over again will make you so much better at it, so. Put in the hours and I, I used to think of myself as a pretty decent writer like 10 years ago, and I, maybe I was, but I am a whole lot better writer now because of a decade's worth of good writing and bad writing and le learning from others and all those kind of things. And I guarantee you, if I continue this on, if both of us continue it on, we will be better writers five and 10 years from now because we're just intentionally putting in the time and put, intentionally putting in the reps. Yep, for sure, that's, that's the plan. So we'll see how it goes. Yes. <laughs> so. I think another piece of this too is to become a good writer, you need to be a voracious reader, or at least a, a consistent reader. And I, I've said this a few times on my blog is even coming up with things to write about, I need to read just to get ideas. But I think you can also read to understand how other people write and get ideas there. So what are some of your thoughts on that? Places yeah, people can go. Absolutely. And I'm, this definitely applies to me. Like I almost think of myself as a reader first and I almost write because I want to contribute something else worth reading. But so I naturally want to read lots of things. Others it may be a little bit more difficult to get into that habit of, but we have lots of different ideas of books and blogs and other things you can read. Some of my favorites, Everybody Writes uh, by Anne Hadley is a really great book specifically on writing as well as the book On Writing by the well-known author and novelist Stephen King. Those are two really good books to read. And then in terms of blogs, Jeff Goings is a really good uh, writer and blogger, and he's somebody that I would recommend, as well as Seth Godin, who I know we both like to read a lot of. And he he writes a blog post daily and has written many, many books. Yeah, I think he's like 7,500 blog posts in every single day. Wow. And yeah, what's different too is he literally writes every day. I, I kind of batch mine up just to, for the sake of, of time. He writes every day and he's fantastic. And he's kind of what inspired me to start blogging every day because he's a big proponent. He thinks everyone should blog every day just for the habit of getting into writing. I and mean, frankly, I'd like to see more of my friends write every day. Like, heck, I'd like to see you start blogging every day just because <laughs> you tend to have good things to say. And I've pushed a few other folks to do it and some have and some haven't, but so many people have so many good things to say. And I think the more we all write, the better we all become. Absolutely. So we will include a list of even more uh, books and blog ideas of places to read. Um, 
it's a short list, but there, there are so many other things out there. But yes, that habit and practice of reading will definitely make you a much better writer as well. And you'll find that in the show notes. We'll mention that at the end too. So the next uh, piece of advice, tip that I will give is learning how to edit. And uh, just like reading compared to writing, writing and editing are two very different skills. They're very complementary. They go together. But some people try to think of them as the same thing and they try to write and edit, kind of compose and uh, proof at the same time. And that's often a mistake. Jeff Goings, who I mentioned before, has a great blog. And this is one of the things he talks about. And one of the things that I learned from him is very intentionally separating your editing from your writing. And so doing things like taking a break after you've finished composing a blog post, putting aside for an hour or a day, and then revisiting it later with fresh eyes, reading it out loud, sharing with other people, but like separating those two practices of writing and editing is a really, really important thing. And that's one I, I sort of discovered by mistake, because again, I'll batch my blog posts. I'll write three or four in a day and then kind of space them out over the coming days. But I'll write a post, I'll reread it, I'll edit it, I'll make sure it's perfect. And then before I publish it two days later, I'll read it again and say, wow, I want to change this and change this. And I find a lot of different things because I took that break and kind of revisit it with fresh eyes down the road, again, a few hours, a few days later. It makes a big difference for sure. Absolutely, and there's a famous quote out there from somebody I do not remember off the top of my head. I'm gonna have to look it up later, but somebody said that writing is rewriting, and that is absolutely true. Like, it's not that difficult to write a first draft and just kind of get it out of your head, but really good, effective writing comes with revising it one time, and then a second time, and then a third time, and just over and over again. That was even one of the lessons I learned writing a couple books thus far, is writing that first draft isn't the difficult part. The difficult part is editing it and slogging through that manuscript and revising it again and again and again, but that is really where effective writing comes from. Yep, for sure. And then getting somebody else to proofread your work. Obviously, that's one of the goals of kind of taking a break and coming back is having a fresh perspective, but nobody has a fresh perspective like somebody who's reading it for the first time. So getting somebody else to kind of give you insights and, and catch little mistakes that you wouldn't have because you're so close to them is gonna be something that's really important. Yeah. So I've mentioned before, learning from others. There are obviously lots of other great writers out there who have learned from, from trial and error. And so we can benefit from that by learning from them. There, there are a lot of both free and paid online courses that you can take online that'll walk you through the different steps of, of how to become a better writer. I would say maybe my favorite one, and we will definitely share a full list on uh, the show notes, but I think my favorite one is the Malcolm Gladwell writing course on Masterclass. There's, there's a couple writing courses on Masterclass from well-known journalists and authors, but Malcolm Gladwell, who's a very popular nonfiction author, you and I both enjoy his his content, but he For has sure. a really, really good course. I, I've not taken that one, but I probably should, because yeah, I love his books, I love his podcast, just the way he weaves story and stuff is fantastic. So any tips you can get from someone like that or others on the list is, is worth looking into for sure. Absolutely. The next writing piece uh, that I would recommend is using online tools. There's a lot of tools out there um, that will automate and help clean up your writing and catch some of those grammatical or uh, formatting errors. I will just mention two. Again, we've got a list of several more in the, the show notes, but Grammarly, which is pretty well known. It's yep, a good sure. grammar editor that catches a lot of those things. It has a good free uh, option, but they have a paid option as well that is even better. And then one people don't know that is always free is called Hemingway App. And it is named after the well-known American novelist, Ernest Hemingway, who had intentionally clear and concise style. So Hemingway App just really helps. If you copy and paste your 
uh, words in, into the text box that they have, it cleans up and it makes suggestions on, hey, this, this sentence is a little too long and complex, and hey, you're using jargon over here. Like, it's a surprisingly good free tool that I recommend everybody use. Awesome, yeah, I've not used that one. I've used Grammarly some, but Hemingway's one I need to look at. And again, we've got a few more we'll list in the show notes too, so. Absolutely, so to kind of, as a quick recap and review of the, the tips for writing is starting with the basics, is developing a good uh, writing habit to practice your skill. Read effectively so that you'll learn from others. Learn how to edit and separate that from your writing practice. Take a writing course, an online course from somebody who's a great writer who you look up to. And then finally use online tools to help automate some of those practices. Yep, great list. And this is probably gonna be our most robust list of show notes. So lots of links and ideas and courses and books and blogs and lots of good stuff for you to dig into. So check that out. Yeah, absolutely. I could probably talk for another hour about writing. It's something that I really enjoy and have a passion for and, and know you do as well. So I'm glad we got to dig into it today. Absolutely. So if you have been, thank you for listening to this episode of the Brighter Web Podcast, brought to you by Green Melon, a digital marketing agency. To help your business keep up with the latest digital marketing trends, check us out at greenmelon.com. You can also find show notes and more episodes at abrighterweb.com.